0: Did you know that there are over 11 songs about werewolves online? We've got lots of crazy randomness and fun facts and more coming up. We got lots of info, let's rock welcome to this episode of Did You Know with Ryan O. I'm Ryan O. This is my show and I know exactly what you're thinking. Kid Rocks all summer long is not as good as Werewolves of London. True story. In today's episode we're gonna have lots of fun and you might even learn something. So without further ado let's do this. In this show we talk about all sorts of crazy stuff and randomness but we don't do it alone. So today we'll be graced with the special guest, the host of the podcast, Every Movie Ever, asterisk, Pat Dooley. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. It's good to be here. It's uh, fun to uh, do a podcast that is not my own.
0: And for those of you who are just listening in uh, who have not listened to his episode first or listening to my episode first, Pat and I are actually doing... Uh, episodes back-to-back, kind of a two birds, one stone sort of thing, and it's going to be fun and excitement. As the host of Every Movie Ever Asterisk, uh, go ahead and tell us about your show.
1: Sure. So uh, Every Movie Ever Asterisk is uh, one man's uphill battle at trying to watch every single movie in my local video rental store. I have one that's about a half mile from my house, uh, and I fear frequently that it's going to go out of business, so I'm trying to keep them in business by watching everything they carry.
0: Now, have you always been watching movies? Like, like, what's your earliest movie-going experience that you remember?
1: The first movie that I have vague memories of seeing in theater is uh, The Muppets Take Manhattan. Uh, I was probably two or three years old. I don't remember much of the movie itself other than, you know, subsequent rewatches. Uh, but I remember crying when the credits came up because I didn't want it to be over. Uh, and that was kind of, you know, unbeknownst to me at the time, kind of setting me on a path for the rest of my life.
0: And now you have a show 30 something episodes going, uh, with chronicalizing your journey through some really great, and really terrible mm-hmm. movies. I think I'm part of the, the cause of some of the really terrible movies we've been watching
1: lately. You, you certainly are. Um, Ryan has joined me for both of my Halloween episodes uh, last year's Masters of Horror, which is actually still the most downloaded episode of the podcast a year nice. later. And this week's new episode, uh, which is Horror Classics. So last time we were watching Stephen King and Wes Craven movies, so we watched, you know, Scream and The Shining and some classic stuff, but then we also watched, like, Cell and Pet Cemetery and some not-so-classic stuff. Uh, So this year we just went full-on classics and did everything from Night of the Living Dead to Saw uh, with mixed results, I would say.
0: Yeah, some of them uh, were definite firecrackers. The rest were a bunch of sizzle and no bang.
1: Yeah, uh, but that's a, a and fun some of them journey. were a lot of bang. But that was uh, that's a different conversation entirely.
0: That's fair. Uh, so the horror movies, uh, watching them, you would probably say that they're your least favorite genre of movies.
1: In terms of like genres that you will find signs for in the store, yes. Um, There, I've never found a video store with a section called movies that could be over in 10 minutes if the characters would just explain themselves uh, or horrible people being horrible to each other. Those are my two true least favorite genres. Uh, But in terms of things that fit cleanly on a sign, yeah, I would say horror is probably at the bottom of that barrel.
0: So then what would you claim as your favorite genre of
1: films? Ooh, that's hard. Um, It really is. It's very hard because I... I like a little bit of everything. Um, Ryan can attest to this, having won the every, every movie ever asterisk movie ever (laughs) bracket challenge, uh, where I pitted 254 movies that I'd watched on the show in a single elimination tournament. He won the, the predictions contest. The final four in that tournament were Casablanca, Airplane, The Princess Bride, and The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. If you can tell me what those four movies have in common that would tell you what my favorite genre is. Um, so your favorite genre is movies that I own (laughs) movies. Movies. Yeah. I think that's, that's probably pretty fair. Um, also running deep into the tournament were Deadpool, Oh brother, where art thou? Butch Cassidy and the Sundance kid and galaxy quest. So I guess I like, um, movies with stakes, uh, but also a sense of humor, uh, that are serious, but not serious about themselves. Uh, I don't know that I'm explaining this well, but yeah, it's basically, I just, if your movie is well-made, regardless of what it's about, I'll probably enjoy it.
0: And if it's not well-made, then we're probably not going to talk about it that much in a future episode of every movie ever. asterisk.
1: I don't know. I gave a decent amount of time to alone in the dark and long shot. Um and searching for Bobby D. So there's there's something to be said about awful movies. It's not nice, but there's something.
0: That's true. There are podcasts that have made their entire thing off of terrible movies, such as uh-huh. How Did This Get Made?
1: That was primarily my inspiration for starting the podcast was uh listening to them talk about bad movies like I kinda wanna do that. Um, but I also you know I don't have famous friends like Paul Shear and Jason Mansukis and June Diane Rayfield to uh to, you know sell out a theater in Los Angeles to have a couple thousand people hear me talk about it.
0: Oh, so I just, wouldn't that be cool if we could?
1: That would be awesome. Uh, that would so, be very cool.
0: So this episode as we are now towards the end of October is uh closing in around the end of horror season where I've seen so many different horror movies like Thirty-somethings since September first, and um, also I've we've been binge watching Vampire Diaries. Uh, I never okay. saw it before. Saw an episode, and it's it's that teen drama that Twilight could have been, but mm-hmm. was never even close of being. So, it what if someone made a good story of vampires and and werewolves and wanted to to give you more than just two hours at a time of it. I, that's where I've been watching it. Some people, it's not their cup of tea. Other people, it's it's a party and a half. But yeah, Vampire Diaries, that's what I've been binging lately. What sort of uh, shows have you been watching in between the movies that you're doing?
1: I am obsessed with The Good Place. Uh, I think The Good Place is the best show on TV right now. Um, I'm also catching up on last season's uh, The Flash. Um, I watch most of my TV on Hulu, so since CW took all their shows off of Hulu, I'm having to wait until they come out on Netflix now. Um, so I just like we binged Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow, and now we're like seven eighths of the way through Flash. Um, that's that's, that's how, kind of the, the go to sleep show for us at the moment.
0: That's how I did it too, because I was trying to slowly catch up on them. So I went through. Uh, Arrow and then Supergirl because Arrow is the hardest pill to swallow. I think because it's i so drawn out. Yeah,
1: I, I gave up on Arrow two seasons ago. I'm sorry, I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> it's it's just too plotting for me.
0: Besides fan service and certain characters that you would never really expect to see, um, you're, you're right. There there really isn't any reason to catch up on when they do the crossovers. Watch that one, but other than that, yes. forget about it. Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, we definitely watched. That was how we started, was we were watching all of Supergirl. And then when we got to the, like, the crisis episodes, like, okay, well, now we need to find the other three parts of that on Arrow and Flash and Legends. And then, well, we might as well finish Legends while we're at it.
0: And Legends has been an unexpected treasure. Trying to catch up on this past season. Uh, myself being a former... Elvis impersonator. Seeing a, a young Elvis <laughs> bringing people back from the dead is amazing. Yes. It, it's yes. one of those awesome episodes of like, oh, hey, there's a ghost.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, hey. That came up a couple of times in this week's episode of Every Movie Ever Asterisk. Cheap plug.
0: <laughs> it it did. It did indeed. And now <laughs> I'm uh, finishing up that one so I can get into The Flash. But that's what I watch. And then pretty soon I'm going to dive into Teen Titans because that seems like a a fun thing. Why not? You know. Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely. Uh, I've heard good things.
0: I hope so. Uh, that's kind of the uh, the best thing about getting a new app is they they promise good things. So we will find out. Um, things that we did <laughs> find out um, about are located in the mailbox of doom. As we this part of our show is called Rhino and the Mailbox of Doom, where I'm going to go deep into the mailbox and uh, attempt to discover all sorts of weird and intriguing questions that may exist. So on Facebook, I had asked a whole bunch of people if they were to take, because we're going off of horror movies and and whatnot as the, the genre or theme, if you could take any creature or main character from a horror film and have them fight another one, like in Freddy versus Jason what would they do and surprisingly i got a bunch of answers about pennywise like that was the number one choice that people wanted to see but who huh. pennywise was facing was was a good variety like i saw um like demogorgons from stranger things and some people were like why not just have ash versus anybody cuz <laughs> the evil dead is amazing and why not um like Freddy versus Pennywise or just have a super team of all them together. So if you could take two characters from horror films and put them together in a movie, who would you put together?
1: Well, because I just watched these, I think a very interesting battle would be between the Poltergeist from Poltergeist and Pazuzu from uh, The Exorcist.
0: So it's going to be a meta, a really meta movie where you have two characters that you don't see, but they just affect everything around them.
1: Right. So it's sort of like the thing, except instead of turning into like Lovecraftian tentacle monsters, uh, they're instead just like, you know, inhabiting people's bodies and, you know, having furniture thrown at them. Now that I'm thinking about it, this isn't a very visually interesting movie. Well, it kind
0: um, of reminds me of an episode of Supernatural where you would need someone to inhabit the body and then either find a way to exercise them or kill the body, but then it would move on and on. But you could do 15 movies off of that because of two possibly unkillable individuals. Yeah. I'm in. That sounds like an awesome time. Uh <laughs> Other awesome times would be associated with our word of the week, which is always ironic because I record every other week. Anyways, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you our word and I'm going to have you Mm. guess what it means and where it originated. All right?
1: Okay. Fire
0: Uh, away. The word of the week is bane.
1: Bane. As in like the bane of your existence?
0: It is a Bane of Existence, or as in, um, I'm going to fight the Batman and sound like Sean Connery. That's Bane as well.
1: Citizens of Gotham, one of your c- citizens has a bomb. I'm not going to um, tell you who. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the guy that's ticking over there. Um, bane is, like most things, I would guess, probably Greek in origin like Wolf's Bane is probably something that goes back to like Olympian times. Um and I don't really know a great definition for it. Bane is sort of the uh it's like your like a kind of a pick your poison kind of thing. It's the thing that is your particular weakness
0: which you got it right there. On on the weakness. Um the old English um, it means killer or slayer or murderer or an a, a object or worker of death. Uh, so that was one of the main ones. But then if you're going Proto-Germanic, it, it could be like wound um, or murder. And in, in Norse, it's death or that as which causes death. So Old English, uh, something that causes death is the actual terminology huh. And it. Uh, there's only recordings from it from the 1570s. Wow. it's an old word. It's been a bane of someone's existence since then, that's for sure. (laughs) And speaking of things around the world, I know, right? Um, Our next segment is Where in the World, where um, I'm going to tell you about something, and we're just going to talk about it. Normally, I'd give you clues, and we try to figure out what it is, like some sort of... Carmen Sandiego or Where's Waldo sort of thing, <laughs> um, but this time we're just going to talk about. Um, do you know about the Christ Church College in Oxford in the UK?
1: I have heard of it, but I'm not familiar with it.
0: As a movie expert, can you guess which movie uh, is primarily set in that area? Like, there's a big, it's 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 giant. It's a really famous scenery. For uh, a movie. Guess what movie it could come from.
1: Does the movie actually take place at Christchurch Christ Church College? Or did they just shoot there for a look of something else? They
0: shot there for the look. And it's extremely iconic. Uh, they they have replicated it many of times in many a movies. But all circulating around the same thing.
1: Interesting. I will go contextually since we're talking about horror movies that maybe it is either the church or the school where caris works in the exorcist
0: that would have been amazing um but it's actually where they shot the great hall in every single one of the harry potter films
1: that's why i know the name okay yep It's all coming back to me now. It's like a Celine Dion song from the 90s.
0: It's all coming back. All coming back to Harry Potter. Which was last week's episode. Or no, the week before. Yeah, the episode before last where we talked about witches. So in this one, uh, Harry Potter, the Great Hall. um, That's where they had all their foods and all the... um, Like like the staircases going into the Great Hall. That's all from there. I believe even the the original Quidditch practice sequence was filmed at the, uh, the college as well.
1: Very cool. I, I That's like actually my next episode. Nice.
0: Harry Potter. Uh, I, I like figuring out like where things are filmed. Um, cause most yeah. of them are filmed in Canada nowadays because of taxes and whatnot. And it's yes. mountains, but you get some other stuff with, um, like the same mansion for the first X-Men movies with Brian Singer. Is mm-hmm. used again in the Smallville TV series as a Lex Luthor mansion, which is used again um, as the Queen residence in Arrow for the first three seasons.
1: Interesting.
0: So when they reuse stuff but at a different angle and different lighting, that's yeah. that's pretty pretty cool. And and I f- by finding this information about where things are filmed, uh, you remember uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers from the early '90s.
1: I do. Where they had the
0: the gigantic uh, command center with all the circles and whatnot. (laughs) Yes. It is a a religious school in the mountains in California.
1: Wow. I would not have guessed that. I would have thought like an observatory or something.
0: But it's the, the funniest things about trying to. Uh, please someone or some sort of entity, uh, art is created, I guess, uh, hence the Renaissance. Yeah. Uh, So with that, um, we're going to briefly segue out of crazy things, but talk about um, how people are acting in this moment of, I can't believe that's a law. I'm going to tell you some stuff about that exists that probably shouldn't. So what crazy laws or rules do you know about halloween
1: uh well i not a law but i remember uh as a child and i'm sure ryan you can relate to this um but halloween's in michigan um where the hours were always very weird because it got so dark so early and so cold that they wouldn't they didn't want the kids out like in the sub freezing temperatures for very long um, I'm sure there's probably a law about that. Um, I know there are, there's laws in a couple of States about how you can't go, like your costume can't be a member of the clergy. Like it's illegal to be a priest for Halloween. I may have learned that from your show. We, we did talk <laughs> uh, about
0: that in a previous
1: episode. Also, okay. um, okay. That's that like a rhino fact.
0: You, you, you can't dress up like a clown in certain cities as well. That's another thing that was, um, relating to that one. In, in this case, uh, did you know that there's a place where you cannot celebrate Halloween on a Sunday? If you were to guess, out of the 50 states, where would you think uh, celebrating on a Sunday would be outlawed?
1: See, I'm of two minds here. Because part of me is like, it may be like a very, very old law, which would make it someplace like Massachusetts or like Maryland or something. Or it could be someplace that's kind of stuck in those times. And it's like uh, Alabama or Mississippi. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess Massachusetts.
0: You're extremely close. It's in Delaware. Ah, and in, in Rehoboth, Booth, uh, Delaware, you can't celebrate Halloween on the Halloween day of October thirty first, if it's on a Sunday, therefore they have to go trick or treating on the thirtieth between six and eight p.m. People get fined for that stuff. Like, like, (laughs) what if you don't know the law and you show up and your kid goes to someone's house and the police officer is like, "Hey, here's a ticket for hundred and fifty bucks."
1: Right. Well, I would think you would get out there and be like, "Why are there no other kids out trick or treating?" And at least they do it the day before, so maybe they would get the idea when all the kids come to their door on the 30th. Whereas if they did it on the 1st, then that would just be kind of mean that they like, why is nobody else out here trick-or-treating? And then the next day, there's 100 kids wanting Snickers.
0: So when you were going trick-or-treating in the middle of Michigan, uh, what sort of costumes did you like to wear um, while you were trick-or-treating as a youngster?
1: Well, I was always like a morbidly obese version of whatever costume I was because I was always wearing like regular clothes and then a coat and then my costume over the coat. Because it was 50 so, degrees
0: outside in the middle of Michigan. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, and so I was, you know, I was like morbidly obese Wayne from Wayne's world one year, um, which is, you know, just a white t-shirt and a Wayne's world baseball cap with a black wig. Um, Shaw. Sure. Excellent. I was, yeah. Excellent. Um, I was, a, of course, I was a Ninja Turtle once or twice. Uh, my dad actually made me a shell out of baking tins that year. Like, spray-painted, like, the, the colors on it and everything. That was cool. Uh, I was a football player once, even though I'm not really sure why. In my hunches, it was probably a relatively inexpensive costume, and my mom was like, he won't know any better. Uh, um, yeah, those are the ones that jump out to me. Mostly I remember Wayne, because I remember thinking, this is a cool costume, but man, my wane is fat.
0: I remember dressing up as the the Grim Reaper, but in so many layers. But when you have a giant black cloak, uh, you can hide yep. all those layers inside yourself and, and get all the best candy because you're, you are you know, warm. Right. So yeah. wh- you what, was stay out there. what was your favorite candy uh, when you were trick or treating back in the day?
1: I still do love Reese's. That's always been my favorite. Um, the especially like the the shaped Reese's, like the Reese's eggs at Easter are the best. But Reese's pumpkins are also very very good. Something about the like ratio of peanut butter to chocolate in those shapes compared to the cups.
0: If you like that, you need to do the um, the cups that are filled with the Reese's pieces as well because it's the same texture and fluffiness as those. But with the crunchiness of the oh, Reese's Pieces.
1: Interesting. I will have to check those out.
0: Not to be confused with Reese's Pieces, which is a. No, nah, yeah, that's an situation. entirely different
1: thing. Yeah, Reese's Pieces. So when you I were, I know that's wrong, but it's right. I, it sounds right,
0: but it's <laughs> your brain does a weird thing where you try to make the first word and the second word sound alike, even though they're not. Yep. It, it, it's crazy. Um, so when you were moving around and, and trick or treating, what were some of the the average costs or not costumes, average decorations you would see in your neighborhoods.
1: It, it varied. We, we were kind of a, you know, like the window decal family. Like we had like the, like the, not the stickers, but like the, the cardboard ones, or it was like a, it was like the flaming skull and a cat and a witch on a broom, but we didn't really do much in the yard, but we also had neighbors and well-documented I don't like being scared. I don't like horror movies. I don't like just scary stuff in general. Haunted houses, um, but uh, there was this one house around the block, about halfway down Sylvan Lane, on the way to Chapel in Midland, Michigan. If you you know you know the place, where they would just like line their driveway with fake gravestones, and they had like ghosts hanging from the trees, and some years they would have like a stuffed like a kind of a scarecrow thing sitting in a chair on the porch. And some years it would be an actual person and you never really knew which it was until you got up on the porch and rang the doorbell and either the thing stayed stationary or the dude stood up and scared the heck out of you. And you went running home, screaming and crying. Um, so yeah, it, it varied a little. <laughs> and then there were the people like uh, me, like my wife and I now, cause we're just, we're not Halloween people we are very much a leave the lights off and our bedrooms on the back half of the house. So we go upstairs and just watch movies in bed um, until the trick or treating is over. Cause you know, we're, I guess Halloween Grinches.
0: Well, when you, you don't have uh, the the tie to it, or you don't have uh, a strong desire to, to be the, the witch from Hansel and Gretel and hand out candy <laughs> to feed the little kids. Um, I, I get it. Like they're, especially if, when you're in the center of when you were in the center of Michigan, um, around Halloween, it could be 50 degrees. It could be 30. So there could be snow yep. on the ground covering all those decorations, or yep. there could be a whole bunch of leaves covering them too. Because it could be just that week that your entire tree went bare. That's right. As opposed to yep. down south in um, in Tennessee or or Florida, or it's going to be relatively uh, 60 to 80, and uh, you just if you want to line up your, your stuff with lights, rock and roll. Otherwise, it's like, yeah, I'm good. M- maybe we'll watch yeah. a Walking Dead or see if there's a Halloween episode of Supergirl or something online.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, the Halloween episodes, if you're looking for funny Halloween episodes, the annual Brooklyn Nine-Nine Halloween episode is always good. Uh, for some reason, like that's their that's kind of their highlight every year that always do a really good Halloween episode.
0: Is it like their Treehouse of horror from the Simpsons sort of thing?
1: No, what they do is they, everybody in the precinct participates in a, like a scavenger hunt, uh, in the station house where they like, there's something that that's hidden somewhere and they all have to, like they're competing against each other to find it. And it just gets a little more crazy every year. The stakes get raised higher and higher. Um, and it, yeah, it's, it's really funny. There's a whole running thing. I think it was last year's episode where they like the prize, the thing you were trying to find was like a wrestling championship belt. <clears throat> uh, but the captain played by the great Andre Brower, who's a very, very dry person. Um, was like, it's not a belt. It's a cummerbund. So through the whole thing. He kept referring to it as the championship cummerbund. Um
0: that sounds it's, awesome. It's, it's
1: funnier when professional comedian Andre Brower says it than <laughs> when I do.
0: I'm sold. I'm gonna have to try to find it, like Hulu or or something like that. Because I know it's not. On I think Epplex. it's all on
1: Hulu. Yeah,
0: right on. Um, other things that might be on on Hulu would possibly include um, knowledge and and information about like historical facts and, and figures. And this is my fun way of trying to segue out of that into the next thing, which is our fact of the week. Um, So you had mentioned earlier in the in the word Bane uh, in reference to Wolf's Bane. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you know anything about Wolf's Bane?
1: Uh, It's some kind of herb thing that's supposed to kill werewolves but it's also a really cool member of the new mutants in the like eighties and nineties X-Men comics.
0: Oh dude, you're right. Yeah. I, I had yeah. forgotten. Rain about Sinclair. Wolfine.
1: Very cool character. She's played by Maisie Williams in the new mutants movie that may or may not ever actually happen because of the Fox Disney merger.
0: I hope that does like the, we got dark Phoenix finally. So why can't they just give us a little bit more and just call it a day? Uh, yeah. So wolf's bane, also known as A- acontium, which is also known as, here we go, aconite, monk's hood, the devil's helmet, woman's bane. I don't want to go there. No. Uh, Queen of poisons no. or blue rocket.
1: Blue rocket. A lot of those sound like euphemisms for something else that isn't wolf's bane. Um, the devil's helmet, especially. Um but anyway, it's not that kind of podcast. Go on, Ryan. Yeah, and
0: it's, it's based on the, <laughs> its its shape. It's also extremely poisonous and used in the aid of hunting. So if you were to put some wolf's bane on like an arrow, and if you get that arrow into a deer, but you can't catch up to it, death would probably occur in an hour or so. In humans, it's two to six if it's inside your system. But if you touch mm-hmm. it, it'll harm you, but it won't be as severe. So... It'll be like poison ivy, where if you have enough on your body, uh, you'll eventually uh, have extreme problems. But anyways, if you see Wolfsbane and you touch it, go to a doctor, go to the hospital. That's just something you should know.
1: How will I know Wolfsbane when I see it in the wild?
0: I recommend Googling it. Uh, there are probably like 15 different pictures of, of what it looks like. If I were to Google wolf's bane right now which i am doing so wolf wolf's bane if i were to describe what it looks like it's rather purplish uh, okay yeah it, it kind of looks it's a purple flower that uh looks somewhat i i can now see why they've called it what they've called it because hmm. it okay. uh, has it's a bit phallic and okay. uh, yeah, I was
1: going to go mushroom shaped, but if that's the the, the route that we're going
0: <laughs> pretty much, let's go with it. It's a, it's, it's kind of a upside down mushroom thing going, or it could be uh, womanly in the same aspect. So if you see ah. a purple flower that looks like any sort of reproductive organ organ, think twice.
1: <laughs> do not, do not touch it.
0: Yeah, just just keep keep that to yourselves in in that aspect. So that's uh, it on Wolfsbane. Did you go with Rhino? We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. This episode has been brought to you by Everyday Cosplay Finds. Ever wanted to show off your favorite character or group of characters but don't see things online that match your style? Then check out Everyday Cosplay Finds, bringing cosplay into your everyday. Go to etsy.com slash shop slash Everyday Cosplay Finds for more information. And now back to our show. Digital with Rhino. So going under the wolf's theme, this episode is going to be uh, about wolves and werewolves uh when we were watching their castle when we were watching (laughs) movies uh, we had watched american werewolf in london which has its own sort of knowledge about it um uh describe how someone gets turned into a werewolf in that movie
1: in that particular movie, uh, David, the main character, is um, he is walking through the moors of England with his friend uh, when they're set upon by a werewolf who kills his friend, Jack, but just mauls David a little bit, scratches him up pretty bad. Uh, and then when the next full moon comes around, uh, David transforms into a werewolf.
0: So it's a lot of the coming into contact with a werewolf Um, what what about werewolves in other uh, films and such Um, do do you know of any off the top of your head that come to mind
1: I mean I can think of several other examples of werewolves but I think the mythology tends to be about the same right That it's if you get killed by a werewolf you're dead it's not like a zombie that you know you then rise up and are a werewolf but if you're attacked by a werewolf but live then you usually become a werewolf but I think that's what happened to Oz on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, um, the like the what was that French movie from the early 2000s that got a lot of critical? Uh, brotherhood of the Wolf or something like that. That's so There's, that right. Nic- There's that Jack Nicholson movie where he's a werewolf, which I think was just called Wolf. Um, There's a Teen Wolf, Wolf Man, wolf man. yeah, uh, yeah, Teen Wolf, both the Michael J. Fox movies and the MTV show which was better than it had any right to be. Um, uh, which uh, had the guy that plays Superman now on Supergirl, bringing that back. Um,
0: he, he's a good Superman, just uh, throwing my two cents in there.
1: Yeah, no, I would love to see more of him on that show. There's a lot of things that happen on that show where it's like, well, why don't you just call your cousin? Your cousin is Superman. He can help.
0: But They'd have to explain that away really quickly. So in, he's like, oh, he's a... Uh, Stuck in space somewhere, right. right?
1: Oh, he's he's at the Fortress of Solitude and can't be reached. We're on our own this time.
0: Or maybe he got turned into a uh alien wolf of some sort. That could be a thing maybe. too.
1: Maybe. Hey, it happened to John Jameson in the Spider-Man comics back in the like seventies or eighties.
0: That's right. Uh, he he went to the moon and mm-hmm. found some weird stone that turned him into a wolf. Yep. And that's also the yep. similar time when Spider-Man. It was post-Secret Wars where the symbiote stuff was happening.
1: Yep. Yep. And then Spider-Man 3, the movie kind of combined those two stories where John Jameson going to the moon brings back the symbiote. But that's not quite the story.
0: And there's no werewolves involved at all. No. Unlike um, Underworld, where it's vampires versus werewolves.
1: Yes. Lycans.
0: The lycanthrope. uh, Yes. Which I think is Greek, if I were to guess.
1: That sounds Greek. Yeah
0: it's all Greek to me uh, yeah. so in those oh, hey
1: Ramus Lupin I just remembered another werewolf you're
0: right from the Harry Potter series yeah the third third movie third movie yep
1: third yes yes mm-hmm. uh,
0: so in those they so we've established if you get scratched by one or bitten by one you would then turn into one and it always takes place during a full moon yes. So then the question is, if you blow up the moon, are there no more werewolves?
1: You mean like what uh, Chairface Chippendale was trying to do on the tick? Or no, he was just trying to carve his name into the moon.
0: That'd be fun, too. I, I would yeah. uh, make my entire face in the moon so everybody sees me every day.
1: It might. I don't know. I don't know that anyone's ever tried that in a in a werewolf mythos. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You may be going somewhere with that that you know of a... A plot to destroy the moon.
0: No, but I think we should make a movie about that. So copyright Ryan and Pat, uh, we're going to do a movie <laughs> where if you blow up the moon, it'll cease all the werewolves happenings.
1: I can absolutely see, like, I feel like that would be the reaction now. If we had werewolves, like rather than trying to like find a cure for werewolves, our solution now would be, well, they only come out at the full moon. Let's blow up the moon, even though like scientists would be like, yeah, but that's really going to mess with like tides and stuff and, you know, the climate and whatever. Like, yeah, but then there won't be wolves and we're keeping you safe by killing all the wolves. Like, yeah, but we don't know it'll actually work. Moon. And then they send the first manned mission to the moon in like 40 years and do it to blow up the moon.
0: I think I just discovered why I was thinking about that. Um, And it was from Dragon Ball Z in the the Dragon Ball series uh the the aliens like Goku and Vegeta they are Saiyans and they have tails um and mm-hmm. they turn into giant apes during a full moon okay and in in stopping that instead of cutting off the the tail they just blew up the moon
1: <laughs> okay so how did that work out for everybody
0: um well, Frieza still tried to take over the world and people had to fight and become stronger and Piccolo was there, but not much help, but more help than Krillin. And that's our Dragon Ball corner for this week. Uh, <laughs> but, but Which is what,
1: ironic because balls don't have corners.
0: That is extremely so. ironic. Um, unless they're, they're going into the corner po- pocket as opposed to pooling information together like that. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So th- the the wolves... Uh, use the moon to transform, and in most situations, they don't like silver. Yes, I, I remember in um, Underworld they they had a cr- very unique way of of using silver to try to get the the werewolves out or the lichens out. Um, trying to remember, oh silver nitrate they infected the bullets that were yes. already silver with silver nitrate so that it would spread into their system and slowly kill them as opposed to them re- regenerating or...
1: Yeah. So sort of like the the like new Second Amendment version of the uh, arrows dipped in uh, Wolf's Bane. They just uh, made their bullets out of silver. Uh, just cut right to the chase.
0: That sounds like a fun time. So out of all of these, um, if you out of all these werewolves that, that we've talked about and uh, all, all the movies that have werewolves or TV's that, TV shows that have lycanthrope or whatnot, whom is your favorite? Which werewolf is your favorite?
1: Um, hmm. I'm tempted to say Oz just because it's Buffy and I love Buffy. Um, but I don't know that it's necessarily like out of like how good Oz is. Although Oz is great. Um, And maybe because it's just fresh in my head, but I think it might be American Werewolf in London. I thought that was a really well-done kind of depiction of that.
0: I would agree. I'm a big fan of the American Werewolf in London uh, stuff. American Werewolf in Paris is a topic of a different uh, podcast, but, uh, (laughs) but still, like, being... Not in control. I think that's the scariest aspect of it. Because even mm. seeing the original Wolfman with with Lon Chaney and uh, and and seeing it, it's the being afraid of what you can do when you mm. don't have any control over anything. That's one of the the other human fears.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would say that's a very. I think everybody has had that experience of like what. Like, what if I did just kind of let myself go? Like, if I wasn't, you know, holding back that, that thing that I want to say, or, you know, that pretty girl I want to talk to, like, what, what would happen if I opened myself up to like, you know, my basis instincts and the werewolf mythology is exactly that. It's like, it's you with your senses, like with just your senses, like every ounce of your humanity gone, uh, for that one night a month.
0: And it's just that that one night. So I think that if you were to actually have werewolves in... So if, let's say in our movie, we blow up the moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, werewolves, if they liked what they were doing, the the Lycan people, uh, they would try to find a way to go around that and not have it based on one moon, but at all time. That, that'd be a twist.
1: Yeah. Maybe they all go into space and find a way to live on like Jupiter because Jupiter has like hundreds of moons. And so they would just always be in wolf form because one of those moons would always be full at any given time.
0: Nice. Jupiter wolf. That's a fun name of a movie, right there.
1: (laughs) Space wolf.
0: Oh, even better space wolf, (laughs) which would probably be better than Jupiter ascending.
1: Oh, anything would be better than Jupiter. No, that's not true. I've seen worse things than Jupiter Ascending. That, that's... Cloud Atlas, for example. Uh, uh,
0: I was gonna watch that on Netflix, but I decided, based off of your recommendation, not to. To not
1: do it. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Uh,
0: but if you were to take elements of, so let's say you have a werewolf. Um, you know mm-hmm. how back in uh, the the '90s, Universal Studios was really trying to to push. Um, their classic stuff that was 60 years old, trying to, to bring mm-hmm. it back. And they created their all-star team, uh, just like in the movie Monster Squad, where you have a Dracula and werewolf and, and a mummy. Uh, so mm-hmm. given that we now have a plethora of of horror figures and stuff, also going off of our, who would you have fight each other? If you had the ultimate team, like if you had to put five monsters together in a team to fight a big bad because there's always a big bad. Uh, right. Who would your five monsters
1: be? What's my what's my horror movie Suicide Squad exactly I'm sending out after? Um uh, it would be really tempting to have like, you know, Freddie, Jason, and Michael, uh but I kind of feel like you need sort of a varied range of skills and maybe just having a team full of slashers isn't such a great idea. So I think I will go with Freddy um, in that regard. Um, He's maybe a little less unstoppable than the other two, but because he lives in dreams, he's a little more versatile. Um, I will include the Xenomorph from alien. uh, If we're counting those as horror uh, monsters, um because um they you know other than when they're shot out into the vacuum of space are very efficient killing machines um uh, let's see we'll throw the thing in there because it's fresh in mind and again also can do a lot of things and you know could conceivably infect the big bad which actually may make things significantly worse so maybe scrap that no i'm still gonna do it um So where am I at? That's three now? Yeah. Um, Let's say, let's add um, Chucky for comic relief. Um, And because there's always got to be like one member of the team that doesn't make it. um, And just like watching the horrible things that this big bad would do to this demon doll would be uh, entertaining. Uh, so that's four. I need one more. Um, I feel like I need a, just a human member because there's always like the one random dude that like keeps everybody grounded. So I'm tossing up between. And they're not really monsters, but I'm like bouncing back and forth between Norman Bates and Hannibal Lecter as like the human representative. Oh, sure. You want someone who is a metaphorical monster. Yeah, exactly. Like he's associated with them despite not actually being a monster. Um, I think I've already got stuff that eats people. So let's, let's go with Norman. Norman is their, their human liaison. Like the government recruits Norman to go out and get the other monsters to go and fight the big bad. Which is like Cthulhu or something.
0: Right on. Uh, so, so my team of of five. Uh, uh, similarly, I would have. Uh, you you said the Xenomorph. I would put in the Predator.
1: That's also a very good choice.
0: Uh, just just because he'd be a hunter, so he'd try to find his way. But he's probably a brute enough that he wouldn't. So so let's let's throw in another brute. Um, Frankenstein's monster would be another one I would throw mm. into my team yep. just because. You're not quite sure if he can die? How he can die? True? So you just got a tank coming at you? So if if in and then in the the comics version like in DC, uh Frankenstein's monster has a uh
1: he has a sword and he just takes out people. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and he like becomes a detective or something, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, because everyone in the DC universe, if they're not Superman, becomes a detective. Is <laughs> That's just how fair. that works. That's fair. Uh, so then I would throw in uh, Imhotep from the mm, 95 the Mummy. Mummy movies. Mm-hmm. Just it's a because, good choice. Because you have a, a sorcerer who can try to take out uh, everyone else. So you've got that magic element. Um, in, in the uh, other supernatural element, I would take uh, Spike from Buffy because Mm -hmm. he'd be my comic relief. And I I don't know if he's going to make it or not, but people are going to love him. So you've, you've got that element. And then for, let's see, if I were to take a human that could also be a monster and unleash them against these other monsters, I'm going to take the
1: Joker. Ooh, also a good choice.
0: Just because you would never know. Like, and that's, one of the problems with Suicide Squad, if you throw him in your team, you don't know your outcome. But if the world's going to end anyway, you don't really care, right? It it just be fun and excitement and exciting. Um, so then, uh, you said Cthulhu. So what other um, fun monsters or creatures uh, do you like in 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 movies or? It just greek mythology what other cool things do you do you like like
1: godzilla yeah godzilla's great um i mean a lot of my childhood was comic books so most of my like all-time favorite villain monster things are all like you know galactus or apocalypse or dark side or the brood like that sort of uh you know, the the comic booky versions, but yeah, like you know, Godzilla, Kong, um, the the kaiju from the Pacific Rim movies, although the sequel was pretty bad. Um, the like the creature designs on them are very cool. Um
0: so some of the folklore behind them is fun, but sometimes execution not so much fun.
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um and of course, like I love stories of like, you know, monsters that are that were human once, but fell. So, you know, American werewolf in London, but also like Darth Vader, uh, is, uh, you know, a a classic example of, you know, good guy gone very bad.
0: Ooh, he could Uh, be a monster too.
1: He could be. I, I, after I gave my list, I was like, oh man, I forgot Vader. All right, (laughs) Let's put Vader in there instead of Chucky and then nobody dies.
0: Vader will be our sixth person on our suicide squad. Love it. Uh, So with with that, we are rounding out our uh, discussion here about wolves and supernatural. And this is going to be our final episode this year of the horror movie genre and whatnot. We're probably going to talk more about uh, horror films in the future. But for right now, uh, we're going to button it close, close that coffin, as it were. Bury it, probably stake it in the heart two or three times, shoot it with some silver. You're Mm -hmm. right, just just to be safe. You don't want something coming after you while you're trying to eat turkey or
1: put the TV out on the balcony.
0: Exactly. Just call it a day. Just be, as I'm not fed up with it, um, we're still just going to button it for now. Um, So every movie ever, asterisk, where can people find you,
1: Pat? You can find it just about anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Podknife, Spotify, uh, Radio Public has a, a uh, paid listens program. So I like it when people listen there because I get a penny every time somebody listens on Radio Public. Um, but we're also on on Facebook. Uh, we're on Twitter, at NotEveryMovie. Um, I've been kicking around the idea of doing an Instagram, but I don't know how to do Instagram because I'm one of those old millennials. Um, who is still you know clinging on to facebook um but yeah those are the those are the big places and then you can follow me personally uh on twitter uh at loopy date uh because I like anagrams
0: Right on uh if you'd like to find out more information about this podcast or future episodes, you can always go to twitter at did you know Ryan o, Facebook did you know with Ryano or you could email us anything did you know Ryano at gmail.com uh thank you very much pat for joining us on this adventure
1: thank you for having me ryan it was a blast uh,
0: totally and we'll have to have you on next time maybe we can talk about movies or you can bring in a cool subject and we'll just you know talk about all sorts of randomness and
1: awesomeness cool sounds great
0: so with that my friends uh That's all we have for this episode of Did You Know with Ryan O. Remember, find your awesome, hold on to it, and share it with the world. I've been Ryan O. We'll see you next time.